This is Syntoxication. Hello, this is Syntoxication, and to all my followers, thank you guys. You guys are much appreciated on all my listening platforms. And before we get started with part two of my story of Robert and I, um, don't forget you guys, if you have any requests, or if you just want to say something about the podcast, um or anything, uh, you want to be like a host or a guest on the show, you can always email me uh, and give me a heads up at Taurus for you too. And that is T-A-U-R-U-S, the number four, the letter U, the number two, at gmail.com. That's Taurus for you too. T-A-U-R-U-S, the number four, the letter U, the number two at gmail.com. Um, I also do have a podcast number, but that one I'm going to let you guys find yourself. It is on my adult nursery rhymes page, but people have been abusing that. It is only meant when you actually want to call in when the show is live. Um, I normally do post when I'm going to go live, and that's the only time you really should call me. Um, people have been calling me like all times of the hour and just saying things like, I want to get to know you. That is not what the number is for. So please don't abuse that number. That way I can keep it up and not have to take it down. I am actually looking for a new avenue, another way, um, to make calling in a lot easier for me as well as you guys. So be patient with that. I'm trying to make it where... The number pops up when the calls are live and it lets you guys know when I'm actually live rather than me having to go on the page and post I'll be live. Um, Anyway, let's get started with this story, part two. And where we left off, it was when Robert and I had made love on the bus at night. And then he walked me to the dorm. And I must say, it's something about bus sex. And when it's especially like, it's it's combined with the vibration of the bus bouncing up and down along with people around and the possibility of getting caught and, and the idea that somebody or everybody might be watching. It's, it's exciting. You know, that thrill just made the sex between Robert and I that much more pleasurable. Anyway, um, after Robert walked me to the dorm, the next day we had breakfast. And it just seemed like our relationship just took off very, very fast. And the... I don't know what was wrong with me even now because once I started having sex, it was like I couldn't stop. It was like an addiction just kind of came out of me. And I don't mean I was out fucking different people. It was just 
when I, you know, had a boyfriend, I just couldn't stop fucking. And me and Robert fucked like rabbits. Like, we fucked all over the school campus. You know, trying to avoid the cameras and everything. And I remember one time, one night, we went walking out. And it was summer. And we went walking along the trail. The school has like a little trail that the, you know, the teenagers, you know, the students can, can walk along the path. And we have like a certain time that we can walk along that area before it's kind of time to come in. And we went as far as we could go. And we hid behind these trees. And I remember him pinning me up, up against the tree. And I put on this, this plaid skirt. I just, I knew we were gonna fuck because every time we went out, we found a place to fuck. And so it got to the point where I wanted to make it easy access for him to be able to target my pussy. And so he pinned me up against the tree. And put my legs up over his shoulders. And he penetrated my pussy. And I can't even remember if we were even using condoms. Even till this day, I'm like, how did I not get pregnant? But I do think I was on birth control or something. I can't remember. But the way he fucked me and the way he held me, I didn't realize he was that strong to hold me up against that tree like he did. And he just stroked and fucked me so hard into that tree. And I remember trying to grind back against him, trying to push my pussy back against him because I don't like to just be one of those just lay there type females. I like to contribute with my partner in the fucking. But it was so exciting to feel him pull my panties to the side and fuck me hard. Sometimes he would rip my panties off. I would never pull them down. I just like the thrill uh, and the excitement of him impatiently wanting to be inside of me. And then after we finished, he'd walk me back to my dorm. And I apologize, you guys, for my messenger and Facebook and everything else going off. My apologies ahead of time. And for the background noise of all the trucks pulling in. As a reminder, you guys know I drive trucks and I am at a truck stop. So it will be loud from time to time. 
Anyway, back to the story. He walked me to my dorm. And I remember going into my room and taking off my wet panties and thinking about him. I couldn't wait for him to be inside me again the next day. And I'm not gonna make this the story too long. We fucked a lot, so that would be a very long, a lot of parts in this story. This story was meant to kind of also be a lesson. And with every first love, there's always a lesson. In any relationship, really, there's always a lesson to learn or lessons to learn. I remember Valentine's Day. And that's when everything went bad on Valentine's Day. But before we get to that, I remember We were walking to the tennis court to play tennis. And it was full, so we went into the room. It's like a little, it was an extra gym where you just play, um, I forget what it's called. I don't know if it's like badminton or something, ping pong, or it was like you play against, you hit the ball against like the wall or something. Anyway, we went in there and we played for a little bit. I had on like this little white mini skirt, almost like a little cheerleader skirt. I had on all white that day. And some white thongs underneath. I wanted to make sure I teased him. We never finished the game though. It's like, and it's weird because the way the gym is built, was built, if you go to the very top of the bleachers and sit down, people can look into the gym and watch us play. And the door also had like a glass window. Yet, we still risked it all. In the middle, not on the side, not anywhere, trying to hide anywhere. We, and I, I still, I'm like baffled that we did these things and never got caught. Maybe we got caught and people just watched and just didn't care. I don't know. But I remember we fucked in the middle of the gym floor. It was exciting. I was on my back, my legs were over his shoulder. And he fucked me hard. And then he flipped me over. He fucked me from behind. And I turned and looked back at him. And he leaned over to kiss me.
while he was still inside of me. He was really tall as well. We fucked a few other times before Valentine's Day. I remember we fucked in the snow behind some bushes. It didn't even feel cold. And we were both in heat. And he took his coat off and he laid it on the ground for me to lay on top of it. And just as he put his penis inside of me, my juices just exploded. It just exploded like a fresh fruit. No lie. And I just knew. I just knew he was made for me. Because every time we got near each other, my juices would build up. And I just couldn't wait to fuck him. on top of me we were breathing heavy he told me he loved me the whole entire time he was stroking me and grinding me he kept his eyes on me he just loved to watch me he said he loved to watch my fuck faces to feel him going inside and out the thrust of his hips against mine the look in his eyes when I knew that my pussy was was that good to him every time he would just put the tip of his penis into my pussy He would get this look like it was like the best experience ever in his life, which would turn me on more. And then everything came crashing down on Valentine's Day. He went out with the boys off campus and I stayed on campus and I didn't know he was going to surprise me I had no idea I just thought he was going you know he said he was going to the mall to do a little shopping and I think it was actually the day before Valentine's Day and uh, and then go to the bar and have a few drinks with the guys so um, I didn't pay it any mind. I'm not one to be all up on a guy. He needs his space. A guy needs his space. Anyway, I was on campus with the girls, and of course, you always have that jealous girl that has something to say. And I should have caught on to it, but I didn't. And if I just would have paid attention or had more faith in the person that I loved, we would still be together with probably a hundred babies. <laughs> but this girl walks up casually and says, oh, I, I, I heard your boyfriend was at the bar with some girl sitting in his lap. 
He just casually says it and walks off. So I'm wondering what the fuck, you know, and I'm a Taurus. I have a quick temper. Well, then I had an explosive temper. I didn't know how to tame it then. I was young and, and didn't know how to tame that wild fire. I was real vindictive and, and petty. So I said, okay, so that's what he wants to do, huh? So me, I decided to plot to make him jealous. And ladies, that is not the game to play because it will backfire on you every time. So I knew that a lot of guys on campus had a crush on me. So I walked around campus with one of my girlfriends trying to find a victim, someone that was just attractive enough and single and easy to get to follow me around like a little puppy, basically. So I happened to see this very attractive guy that was in the gym and he was very muscly, light-skinned, he wore glasses, he looked a little geeky, but he was gorgeous, you know, and was just, you know, cock diesel, you know, and I walked over to him and flirted and asked him would he like to go to the pool with me. And I can't swim, you guys. I really can't. I, I don't even know why I even bothered to buy two-piece swimsuits. So I went in my dorm because he agreed. Got my yellow, sexy two-piece bikini, pulled it out. And I knew how the campus was. We were considered like the most popular couple on campus. So anything I did or me and Robert did or anything, it was always talked about somebody was going to say something so I knew if people saw me walking with Craig and in the pool with Craig that word would get around to Robert pretty quick as soon as he got back on campus and my thing plan was just to make him jealous for just like a day or, or maybe a day the most and then take him back I was going to break up with him then take him back so me and Craig hung out at the pool and we didn't do anything. All I did was pretty much just kind of hug on him a little bit, and that was it. There was no kissing involved or anything else. I, I just wanted it to get back to Robert that I had dumped him. So then Robert eventually makes it back on campus, and I'm over in the cut. Um, it's nighttime, and I'm over in the cut, and in the foyer area and we're all outside and it's crowded that night and I see Robert go up to my dorm but I didn't see what he was doing and then I see Craig watching me and he looks at me and he's like if you want to go back to him go ahead I, I, I wouldn't mind I understand and me, I have this pride, and also I, I have this thing with keeping my word. And I'm like, no, Craig, I'm with you now. Fuck him. You know, he did his little dirt. I'm done with him. So as me and Craig are, like, huddled up talking, I don't hear Robert come up behind us. And so I turn around, and there's Robert. He just... He looks calm, but there's this rage in his eyes at the same time, like, 
I can tell he was really pissed, but he was calm. And um, he said in his little Virgin Island voice, so this is who you choose. This is who you with now. And I started to say no. I really wanted to say no. Because I really loved him and I just wanted him back. And I wish I would have said no. I wish I just would have just went to him. But I was like, yeah, this is who I'm with now. And um, he said, okay. Okay. And he turns around to walk off. And the next thing I know, I'm on the ground. Because he had quickly turned back around and punched me dead in my face. And kept punching and kept punching and kept punching. And I don't know where Craig went. All I know is on the balconies, every guy that was on the balcony and in the foyer area came to my rescue. They all dived and jumped off the two-story balconies and tried to pull them off of me. And my girls all in the dorm, they all rushed off and everybody yanked me from under him. And I just remember getting drugged <laughs> to the dorm until I finally got on my feet. They, they drugged me because, I mean, I just couldn't get on my feet. I was just down, and he had really fucked me up. And then I get into the dorm, and a girl comes up to me, and she's like, Robert told me to give this to you. And it was a rose a big box of chocolates, and a big brown teddy bear. And then I find out later that when he went to the bar, a girl did did attempt to sit in his lap, and he pushed her away and said, I got a girl. So the story got twisted, and it might have been the girl that actually went and ran her little mouth and started the whole thing. I never saw her again after that, but... This is just a lesson, ladies, and even guys, don't listen to outsiders tell you about your relationship. You know, if there is a situation like that, approach him or her and ask that person first. Just don't jump to conclusions. Just don't start planning to get revenge. Just don't react first before you find out exactly from that person. And then when you hear it from that person, it's up to you to make a decision right then and there once you hear it from their mouth. And that's something I wish I would have learned. I mean, I was young, but I wish someone would have told me that years ago. And I wouldn't have went through years of heartache and meeting the wrong guys and things like that. I mean, there were signs that he was really overly jealous, but I was young and didn't pay any attention. He didn't want me looking at anyone. Like when we were out and about and walking around, if a guy walked to my left, I had to look to my right. If a guy walked to my right, I had to look to my left. If if there were two guys walking on my left and right past us, I had to look at the ground. So there were signs, but I still loved them. And I still wish things would have ended a little differently and not because I listened to someone else. Anyway, that is the short version of the tale of Robert and I. And if you guys have any comments or questions or any input, 
Remember, you can always email me at Taurus for you too. T-A-U-R-U-S, the number four, the letter U, the number two, at gmail.com. Or if you're on uh, the Anchor app, there's an option for you to leave a voice message, and I can actually add your voice message on the show with your permission if you don't mind. If you don't want it added, then just let me know when you send the message. And you guys, it's 24 minutes into this. It was fun. Please stay tuned for another podcast show soon. This is Syntoxication signing off. And you guys enjoy your day and stay safe.